winds were raging, waves were crashing on the sea of Galilee. The disciples called for Jesus, and they found him fast asleep. When they
Thank you. May be seated. This time, Brother Chuck Jones is going to bring our special.
discussions that these sermons have provoked in the homes, going home at the dinner table, and I praise God about that. And I pray the Lord would continue to use this series. Stand with me for the reading of God's Word. First uh, Kings chapter 22. First Kings chapter 22, verse 51. Aziah, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel and Samaria the seventeenth year Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned two years over Israel. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, now listen to this, and walked in the way of his father, and in the way of his mother, and in the way of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. For he served Baal, and worshipped him, and provoked to anger the Lord of God, listen, according to all that his father had done. Second Chronicles chapter 26. Second Chronicles chapter 26. We see the influence that a parent had on their child. We see the influence that these two people had. This man grew up living out what he was taught, living out what he was learned as a child. Second Chronicles 26 in <coughs> verse 3. Sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned fifty and two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. For this series of sermons, thank you for your word. Your word is pure and your word is holy this morning. And I pray that we get it right. Give us the understanding that we stand in need of. Lord, the most thing that I seek today is a power that is not found on this earth. But it is a power that comes from above. And I seek that power in this message right now. I seek the anointing of your Holy Spirit this morning. Lord, I seek that kind of power upon our families. Lord, I seek that power upon our homes and our marriages, Lord, and our relationships. This world is turning the other way, Lord, and as a whole, our nation has turned our back against You. And Lord, it's going to start and begin in the home, Lord. And I pray for Your power upon every home represented in this place today. Lord, I pray that You would just speak to us in a mighty way. Lord, I don't want to be heard today, but we want to hear from You this morning. Lord, I love You, and I pray that You would save souls. Lord, I pray that that You would use this to apply to our hearts, to mold us and make us into the vessels that would bring You honor and glory. I love You, and I praise Your holy name. Lord, what Brother Chuck saying, I agree with. I'd rather have You than anything in this world. You are sweeter than honey. Lord, You are greater than money and popularity and fame and any other thing in this world. And I'm glad I have You. And I'm glad that I claimed You for my own. Thank You for being my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I want to continue the series on the family. I want to speak to you specifically on the subject of parenting by the book. At Brother Bull's request, I'm moving on this morning. But no, the Holy Spirit has led me to continue on, uh, and I praise God for what the Lord has already done in this series. 
Uh, now we're going to look at parenting by the book. Uh, when we look at the book, and we've opened the book this morning, we see uh, two young men that was raised in two kind of different homes. One home was raised according to the ways of the world, against the, the ways and the things of God. And that man was, that little boy was raised that way. And be, when he became a man, he lived out what he was raised to do. And then we see in Second Chronicles 26 that uh, this young man was raised in the ways of the Lord. And as he grew up and he had those decisions to make, he began to live out what he was raised to do from the beginning. And there are cases where people live in bad homes and homes that does not represent God. And God gets them and changes them and gets a hold of them. And I praise God for that. But there's also instances where people were raised in godly homes and today they're living in that ungodly life and they know better. And that's a sad, that's a sad place to be. But friend, may I tell you, your children will have a better chance serving the Lord as if you raise them in the nurture and admonition of God. And your kids will most likely become the very kids that you raise them to be. Okay, They will become the adults that you raise them to be. And do not think that you can teach them good enough so they won't be like daddy and mama. Because daddy and mama is the highlight in their life. Don't tell them how to live a good life. Show them how to live a good life. Show that example. And these two young kids were influenced by the action of their parents. And I pray every day that the action of this daddy would never turn my kids away from the Lord. And I pray that when they look at their father and their mother, that they would see how to serve God and how to live for Him successfully. When they look at us, I tell you, if they grow up and they don't serve the Lord when they're older, I pray to God that they can never put blame on mom and daddy. Okay? we got to raise them in the ways of the Lord. How do we do that? We parent by the book. We parent by according to thus saith the Lord. We parent according to this. And as I said this whole series, I'm not the best daddy in the world. So when I teach this today, do not think that I am a success. Every day I'm a work in progress. And I'm trying to become the daddy that God wants me to be. I have failed and I'm going to fail continuously, okay? I'm not up here telling you how to be the daddy that I am because I'm not the daddy all the time that God wants me to be. But friend, I want to look at the book this morning. And I want to see, and I want to see what God wants for us in our homes that we may parent according to the ways of the Lord and not according to Brother Josh. Not according to a preacher or a psychologist, but according to God. God created marriages. How do we have a successful marriage? We look to God. God created the relationship between the parent and the child. If you have children, they're of the Lord today, okay? They're a blessing. The Bible said, blessed is the man that has this quiver full of children. Children is not a hindrance. They are a blessing. And God has instructed us on how to raise our children. And as parents, we have some responsibility to our children as saved people. I want you to look with me in Ephesians chapter 6. I just quoted the verse, but I want to look at it. Ephesians chapter 6. The first responsibility that we are given as parents 
is we have the responsibility of instruction. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4. Ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. We are given a responsibility to raise our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The word nurture in the Greek means the training of a child. The word admonition means to put into the mind. And so as parents, we are commanded by God to train up our children and to put into their mind the things of God. We are instructed by the Bible to teach our children the things of the Lord. Do not let them go off and try to learn on their own how to serve God and how to be obedient to God. It is our job as parents to instruct them. It is our job as parents to teach them the ways of the Lord. Hey, teaching your kids how to hunt and fish is great and it has its place. Teaching your kids to hit a baseball and catch a football is great and it has its place. But parents, our greatest responsibility is to teach our children about Jesus Christ. What a shame if your child knows how to hunt, fish, and hit a baseball, but he doesn't know how to be saved. And as a parent, I believe if my kids go off and they can do everything in society except trust and serve the Lord, I have failed as a parent. Because it is my job to teach them that they're lost and they're dying and they're going to hell apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ. As a parent, it is not the church's responsibility to tell them. It's my responsibility to tell them. It's my job and my wife's job. And then once they get saved, I am to teach them and instruct them on how to follow Jesus. Because Jesus didn't just give us eternal life. He gave us abundant life. And how many times that we fail to show our children how to walk and live in the abundance of the joy and peace that Jesus has put upon our life. Let me tell you something. Tell your kids about Jesus and then tell them and teach them how to follow Jesus. And then go a step further and teach them how to go win somebody to Jesus. You want to talk about a blessing. You say, well, preacher, man, my kids, they can flip and flop and they can hunt and they can fish and they can throw and they can hit. That's wonderful. But what are they going to do when all that's gone? And as parents, we got to get to an understanding that all that has its place. The most important thing in life is what we do with Jesus. And the most decision we'll ever make in life is what we do with Jesus. The most uh, important decision my kids will ever make in life is what they do with Jesus. And then what do they do when they receive Him? We need to worry. We need to instruct them. We need to be concerned about their Christian education. I want you to know today that God desires for us to train them and nurture them and bring them up in the Lord. We need to instruct them. We need to train them. Don't just throw them out there to inspect them to know it all. We need to teach them. We need to live it out. We need to teach them by the life that we live. We need to show them how to be Christians. We need to show them how to be the men and women that God wants them to be. Amen? Don't just tell them, go do this. You show it. You live it out in your life. You bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Let me tell you something. It's your responsibility to teach your children. 
Okay? And then after that, then we go to the church and we allow our children to be instructed. You know what? Our, our Sunday school rooms over here ought to be slap full. That'll be slap full. Our water rooms ought to be slap full because our kids are learning everything this world has to tell them. But we fail sometimes to bring them to the instruction of God. And my greatest responsibility as a parent is to make sure they are instructed in the ways of the Lord. And one of the greatest ways to instruct them is after me and Mama starts with them and lay that foundation, is take them to Sunday school. Take them to Awana. Take them to every opportunity that they can learn more about the Lord. Let me tell you something. We need to teach them the things of God. We need to teach them manners. Our kids need to learn how to say ma'am and sir. Hello? They need to learn how to say thank you and please. We need to teach them. We need to show them. We need to to teach them the ways of the Lord. We need to teach them how young men and, and young women, because they're going to need it when they become adults. And it is our job to teach them simple manners and the respect of authority. There is uh, uh, something going on in our nation today where we destroy authority. And a lot of times why children don't respect authority is because mom and daddy don't respect authority. And when they go home and they hear mom and daddy trashing authority and they hear mom and daddy running down everything, they are brought up and raised up in that. And then they also don't respect authority. We need to raise children that respect authority. Because let me tell you, the greatest authority in the world is Jesus Christ. And if we don't teach them to respect authority, they're never going to respect God the way they need to. We need to teach them. We need to show them how to respect the authority. I'll tell you something else. We need to teach them biblical morals. I'm going to tell you something. When your kids go to school, when they get with buddies and they get with friends, they're going. the world's going to teach them their way. Okay, you can shelter them all you want to. But eventually the devil is going to get his ways into the minds of your little kids. Hollywood is eventually going to leak into the ears of your kids. And they're going to teach them about marriage and that it's okay to marry whoever you want to because you need to do how you feel. The worst thing our, our kids can learn is do how you feel. You do what God instructs you to do. And as parents, we need to teach them the right way. The right way. Through some of this instruction, many parents have told me about going home and their children bringing, bringing up things that I preached on. They said, well, I didn't know you were supposed to do it this way. I didn't know you were to do it that way. Friend, that's what it's all about. We've got to teach them the right way to do it. And I preached a sermon one time and I got down and I got greedy with it and, and, and we were got serious about premarital sex and different things like that. And I got down, I got serious, and a, a grandma come out and she said, Preacher, that has no place in our church house. And I said, well, let me tell you something. I love you with all my heart. But I guarantee you, Hollywood's teaching them. I guarantee you, their friends is teaching them. we got to step in sometime or another and teach them the way that God wants them to go. We need to instruct our children. I love one of the greatest, grandest promises of the Bible. Proverbs 22, 6, Train up a child in the way he should go when he is old. He will not depart from it. You see, when you instruct your child, you are building a conscience within them. 
And let me tell you something. There's times that I was raised in a Christian home. I was raised by a Christian daddy and Christian mama. I've got my tail tore up many, 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 many times. I deserved every one I got, and I deserved a bunch more, okay? And I was raised the right way. But when life came along and I got 18, 19, 20 years old, I said, man, I'm going to go sow my wild oats. And I did a lot of things that went against the teaching of my parents. But every time that I did them, there was a conscience within me that I knew right from wrong. And this is the problem that we have in our day and age, is children is not learning right from wrong. Okay? They have no idea the ways of God because we're not telling them. And when I went off and I sinned and I lived an awful life, that conscience was within me and I knew better. And when I was out of the will of God, that tugging was upon my heart and upon my soul. The other day, somebody said, Brother Josh, you don't have to call me ma'am. I said, my mama's going to slap me if I don't call you ma'am. I have to. It is how I was raised. And that conscience gets developed within children. And the Bible said if you build that and you develop that, that they will not depart from it. And now sometimes we think they depart from it, but when we give them the knowledge and the truth, that knowledge and truth will always be there. And this is one of the the biggest battles we fight. I've talked to some of you have come to me the last several weeks. My whole ministry, I've talked to people who have raised their kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and now they're not serving God and they feel like a failure. That is a lie from the devil, okay? Your failure is not if your children's not serving God. Well, I trained them in the ways of the Lord, and I brought them to church, I drug them there, but they're not serving God. That's their choice. And what they do with their life is between them and God. I know you want them to be a preacher and serving God and be a Sunday school teacher, but they have to make that choice. But here's our job as parents, to build that conscience within them. If they go off and they leave the church and they leave the Lord, but they know better, then you did your job. And let me tell you something. That sweet Holy Spirit is going to work on them. And you pray that the Holy Ghost won't leave them alone. Amen. That's why I'm standing where I'm standing, because of a mama that prayed the power of God upon my life. Let me tell you something. You are not a failure if your kids are not serving God, but you are a failure if you didn't teach them any better. If they go off and they live another another life because you never taught them better, then that's something else. But if you give give them and built that conscience within them, you've done your job as a parent. I want you to look in Proverbs thirteen twenty four. If you're with me, say Amen. Proverbs chapter thirteen. Boys, fixing get good now. The responsibility of discipline. We have a responsibility as godly parents to instruct our children, but we are also to discipline and correct them. I want you to know as a parent you have a responsibility to take care of the discipline of your children. It matters if they act up. It matters that they disobey. It's not cute. It's not funny. Okay? When our kids grow up and and they tell mama to shut up or they're slapping them or whatever... That's not cute and it's not funny because it's raising them and teaching them that that's okay. And if they will tell mama to shut up, what do you think they're going to tell the teachers when they get to the high school? What do you think they're going to tell you when they grow up? What, 
if they don't respect mom and daddy, if they'll run over mom and daddy and there's no discipline in their life, let me tell you something, kids have to understand that there's consequences to the decisions that they make. And as parents, we have to hold them accountable to the decisions they make. Notice Proverbs 13 and verse 24, He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. Have you ever growing up just daddy wore you out? Then he told you, said, I did it because I love you. I thought, boy, you are a liar. You wore me out. Here I am crying. I got bruises. What are you talking about? You love me. Today I know exactly what he was talking about. And the Bible teaches us that that is how we discipline our children, is out of love. That is why we discipline our children, out of love. It shows greater love that we have for them if we discipline them and we correct them in the ways of the Word of God. Let me tell you something. If you love your child, you're going to discipline your child. God loves us, and so He chastens us, doesn't He? And that's, that's the thought. And this is how we are to correct them. The Bible says to use a rod. They say, you have your rod with you? What's wrong with you? She has a spoon. And that's the rod, a wooden spoon. When I was growing up, we had a leather belt and we had a board that my cousin made. And I hated him the rest of my life that he made for us to be whooped with. The Bible says to use a rod that is an instrument in our hands. It is never good, parents, to put your hands on your children. It is never good to slap them. It's never good to hit them. When you sit there and you're hitting your kids, what do you think they're going to do in return? They're going to hit you back because it's natural reaction. The Bible says you use a rod. And there's something to that now. And if you've ever done it, you know. You use a rod. You use an instrument. And there will be a respect. There will be something that that child will develop about that rod. My kids act up all the time. All i got to do is jingle that rod around. I can get them. It's like snapping a finger. I can get them to do anything in the world when they see that rod. I don't have to holler at them. I don't have to scream at them. And here I am, got to preach this message. And yesterday I had to pull over and use that rod uh, going to McGee yesterday. I said, boy, I'm telling you, these sermons are killing me. I'm having to live by them. But you got to. You got to. But you don't do it because you're mad. You don't do it because you've lost your temper. And that's one of the worst times and the worst decisions I make as a parent when I discipline my kids out of anger and out of reaction. The Bible says to discipline them out of love. There needs to be some love in this nation. Amen? And it needs to come through that rod. Our children need the love and correction of their parents. And we need to grab a hold of that rod. And we need to do as God has instructed us to do and to correct them and discipline them according to that rod. Hey, every child is different. Grounding can work, okay? Putting them in a corner, all of that, that has its place. For some kids, every kid's different. You find out what's worked for your children, okay? And I understand that every child is different, but God knows what He's talking about here, okay? Listen to the Lord. Now, I want you to notice this. Notice Proverbs 19. Proverbs 19. Verse 18, Chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. The Bible says start when he's, when he's young. 
Start with them when, when it's early. Don't, don't start when they're six years old. You say, well, when do you start with them? When they know better. When they know better, okay? Now, as Kennedy, she's three years old, and we discipline her, we correct her. And the very time that we began to discipline her is when we taught her what no was. And when she knew what no was, and she crossed that line anyway. Now, the very first time, we didn't spank her, we didn't whoop her. We taught her the ways. And once she learned the ways, she knew better. Because that conscience was developed within that mind and that and that conscience, okay? And so she knew better. And so when she went against it, she was rebelling against mom and daddy. And so that's when mom and daddy has to step in and correct them. Listen, you don't have to beat a toddler, okay? I'm not telling you to do that. But the Bible says start when they're young. Start when they're early. That's why I said it's not cute. When, you know, the little kids, they tell mama to shut up or they hit them. That's not cute. It's not funny because it's not of God. And we have a responsibility to teach them. And, hey, if you've got to correct them, you have to correct them. Okay? And they need that. They need that. Notice what it said here. Oh, notice what it said in verse 18. And let not thy soul spare for its crying. How many times has those tears got you? They've got me. I'll be honest. Man, I'll tell you, I see them crying. Oh, Daddy, I'm so sorry. Sometimes I don't want to, but I have to. If I'm going to be the daddy that God wants me to be and raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Boy, I got talking about whoopings and it got quiet in here now. Proverbs 22:15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Our children are sinners, okay? And, and let's just get this out. There's no perfect kids. Our children make mistakes. Yours make mistakes and mine make mistakes. They're going to make a bunch of mistakes because they're sinners. There is foolishness within them. And it says, Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. You know what that means? Your daddy will beat it out of you. You know what happened in my life? My daddy beat it out of me. And I had a bunch there. Let me tell you something. I know this is not popular today. I know the law wants to arrest us when we discipline our children according to the Bible. But listen, I want to encourage you parents to do it the way of the Bible. Do it God's way. He knows what He's talking about today. Amen? He knows what He's talking about. Look in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. There's so many things that I can talk about. There's so many things that I can harp on. Uh, but these are some of the main things. The responsibility of instruction. The responsibility of discipline. Instruct your children. Bring your children to Sunday school. Don't drop them off and leave. Stay with them and teach them how to go to Sunday school. Amen? And, and Awana. Bring them to Awana. Every opportunity. Instruct your children and then discipline your children. Discipline them. Correct them. Notice what it said in 2 Corinthians twelve fourteen. Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I seek not yours, but you. For children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. The responsibility of provision. I have a responsibility to provide for my children. Okay? Listen, when I was growing up, my mama made us breeches and shorts and shirts, and they were the ugliest things you've ever seen in your life. She'd go down there at Benjamin Franklin in West Monroe, 
and find the cheapest, ugliest material that they had and would make me these shorts that I hated. From the bottom of my heart, I hated them shorts. And she made me wear them. I had the ugliest shoes and the ugliest clothes. But you know what? I had shorts on. I had I had shoes on. I had shirts on. And every time the Lord provided. And God used my parents to provide for me and my brother. We may not always have Tommy Hilfiger or all that stuff, but we had a shirt on our back and we had breeches around us and we had shoes on our feet. And every time we went to the table, she may have threw stuff together and just casseroles and goulash and all of that stuff. It may have not been a ribeye steak, but every time we had something to eat. And I praise God for parents that step up and go to work every day to provide for the well-being and the physical well-being of their children. If you're going to step out and you're going to have children, then take responsibility for them and provide for them. Let me tell you something, parents. Do not feel guilty. We have this society now that if your kids don't have the best clothes, you're a bad parent. That is false. Okay? Whatever your kids have on, Praise God for what they have on. And if you're providing for them, whether it's Walmart clothes or mall clothes or dollar store clothes, who cares? Bless God they have clothes on. Amen. Sometimes it's a blessing in the morning. We're so crazy around our house that our kids leave with clothes on their bodies. Bless God. God is providing for us. Amen. And as parents, we have to step up and we have to provide for them. We have to provide for them. The children ought not lay up for us. But we ought to lay up for them. Let me tell you something. They didn't ask me to bring them in this world. And we, I am their father. She's their mother. we got a responsibility. And we got to take care. I told somebody the other day, this school is nickeling and diming us to death. $20 for this shirt. $20 for this fee. It is incredible. Everywhere you turn around, there's fee, 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 fee. And sometimes I just get nauseated. All the fees and all the expenses. It's expensive to raise a child today. But you know what? My children have never gone without. And I give God honor and glory for that. And every time, and it may be Raymond noodles, but we've ate supper every time. And God has blessed us beyond measure. To Him be all the honor and all the glory. Do not feel bad if your kids don't have on hill figure or all that fancy stuff. You just bless God and praise His holy name that there's, that there's clothes on their back and food on their table. Can y'all amen? Let's praise Him for what He's doing. It's hard raising kids. Y'all know how much it costs to insure one of them dudes today? They're high dollar. And Lacey wants another one. I said, my quiver's full. My, my quiver's full. It's hard. It's expensive. But glory to God, we've never gone without. And I feel this way. If a man and woman get up and go to work every day and they would seek God and have faith in the Lord, God's going to provide for them and provide for their children. We may have struggled, but our kids have never gone without. We need to provide for them physically, emotionally. Hey, spend time with your children. Provide for them. I'm as guilty as anybody. I get busy and I go and I go and I go. Horrible sometimes. But let me tell you something. These kids need their mama and they need their daddy. Y'all hear me? You have a responsibility to provide for them. And they need their mama and they need their daddy. But number three, spiritually. We need to provide for them spiritually. 
Men, you're the spiritual leader in the home, not the kids. Don't let your kids lay up for you. You lay up for them the things of God. You provide for them the things that God wants in their life. Every day it's a battle. Every day it's a struggle. We get up in the morning, kids running around, screaming, hollering. We're trying to get them fed and trying to get clothes on them. We get to school, hurry up, screaming, hollering. I hate you, I hate you too. Hey, it's said in every home. Let's be honest. I got a few amens there. But every morning before we walk out that door, I stop them. I say, come on here, let's gather up. And there's mornings my kids, I don't want to, I don't care. I'm your daddy and I told you to get over here. We circle up in a, in, in, in a circle and we pray. And every day I say, God, put a hedge over my babies today. Protect them as they go out. It is tough being a parent in the day in which we live. But His grace is enough. His grace is sufficient. You can raise your children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Don't blame the society. Don't blame Satan. Friend, it's your fault if you're not doing your job as a parent. There's a time in our life where we got to step up and we have to understand that God wants us to raise our kids in a certain way. Get them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I've said this many times. I'll say it again. I'm standing here today because God's good, number one. Number two, because I had a mom and daddy that taught me and led me and guided me. And I could be in a bar somewhere right now. I could be an alcoholic not have anything. But I'll tell you what, if I was there, I would be without excuse. Because they taught me every way I need to go. Maybe you're one of those parents today that your children are not serving the Lord today, but they know better. I want to encourage you to come to the altar. Pray for them. You pray the, the presence of God upon their life. Pray God make them miserable. Pray God make them miserable till they get right. Pray for them. Don't ever give up. Amen. I bless God for parents that never gave up on me. Keep praying. These altars are open. Mom and Daddy, maybe you have a decision to make today. I want to encourage you to do that. You need to be saved. Know that Jesus is the only one that can save you this morning. I want to invite you to be saved today. If you have a decision to make, I want you to come this morning. Let's stand very quiet, very reverent. And as she plays this morning, I want to encourage you to come. Whatever your decision is today, would you come?